Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ready to go for hour number three on a Monday. Chad and Zay with you. Hopefully you're not getting too much rain, but just the right amount of rain today. High school football playoffs are set. The Longhorns get a big win over K-State. Texas basketball cranks up this week. Monday night football tonight gets you Baltimore and New Orleans if you want it. Not sure how much of that I'll be watching. I need... Lamar Jackson and Alvin Kamara to have horrible games. Oh, you need them to be bad. Yeah. Okay. Need them to be bad tonight. All right. So the Brett Favre team is uh, is looking for uh, for some bad performances tonight on Monday Night Football. Hope you are having a good one. And uh, we are also follow continuing to follow this story on the recruiting side of things. And uh, it is definitely it's such a it's such a wild world. This is the old man comment of the day from me, but it's wild to me, Zay. You know, in the old days of following recruiting or whatever you didn't have you guys are having to chase stories down and you're having to go but when you can literally have the kid himself the athlete himself just basically calling a press conference by sending a hitting a button or two to verify it and you go oh no no there it is right there he decommitted did you didn't see that like he actually laid it out so anthony hill the linebacker from Denton Ryan has decommitted from AM. He will be reportedly in attendance when Texas hosts TCU. And then the Colton Vosick story uh, Colton Vosick has changed, um, well, changed. He's edited social media to where it does not say Oklahoma commit anymore. Mm. And then there's a report that he might be attending the Texas TCU game. Someone texted us a few minutes ago, Zay, you may want to hug Chad with Hill decommitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He'll be all right. Hey, you know, how, uh, I, I, you know how recruiting can be. You know how crazy it can be. Ultimately, these guys need to do whatever is best for them, and there's all kinds of reasons for them to, to do what they want to do. Obviously, you know, we all would love for every single you know every single talented player to end up at our school, but how the sometimes they'll tell you in recruiting that these guys that cover it they'll tell you that an individual game doesn't matter. They'll tell you that a rival game doesn't always matter. But you never can tell what's going to turn it. And right now in College Station, how could you? I mean, how could you fault a kid if he's t- if he's if he's looking at it with a bit of a question mark? If he's looking at that, going, "Well, oh, wait a second, hold on, five in a row." Yeah, and you're playing defense like that. Let's also remember he's a linebacker. Did I say he's? A, did I forgot to mention that part? He is a big time linebacker. Yeah, and then you hear about all the stuff going on off the field too. Like he's not stupid. He has friends on that team. They're texting. They're talking. He knows what's going on off the field also, which 
Jimbo has issues going on off the field. So, you know, why would you want to be around those types of things, especially when you got other teams having success like the University of Texas? Again, when you see Jalen Ford at your position, when you see him get player of the week and you see what DeMarion Overshone is doing, like – that looks like fun. I hope, you know, if I'm a linebacker, I want to make tackles. I want to get interceptions. I want to have that type of freedom. So if you're Anthony Hill, which you got to think JT Sanders is a part of his recruitment, him being a Denton Ryan product also, you know, if you're Anthony Hill, you gravitate towards those things. And you can't say anything really positive is going on in College Station right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be tough. I just saw Texags tweeted out Jimbo during his press conference asked about how young talent is handling a tough season. Quote, they're excited about where we're going and the future of our program. They like each other. They spend a lot of time together. They practice together. This is a very unified group, especially those young guys. Yeah. So um, A&M is... Blunt sessions together <laughs> where they can contemplate life and get out what they need to get out. Yeah, yeah. Clearly they get along very well. Smoking the best weed College Station could provide. How dare you. How <laughs> dare you. Uh, so the Anthony Hill story, a big one today, obviously. We'll see about that Colton Vosick story, if that actually does end up being a decommitment. Even if it's just Colton Vosick goes to the game on Saturday, that's a big Yo, uh, That's a big deal. Clearly Anthony Hill wasn't taking uh, uh, Jimbo's advice when he was asked a couple weeks ago about the recruiting coming in or all the guys coming in. Why would you want to come in so I could play immediately since we're not a good team? Right. Clearly, Anthony Hill does not want to do that or be a part of that. Might not. Yeah, no, that defense looks rough right now, giving up that many rushing yards in the last couple weeks. So it is tough. A&M's got to win out just to go to a bowl game, and there are questions now surfacing, uh, you know, maybe for a little while now, but questions about A&M, Jimbo, what's the situation going on there? Obviously, for the Longhorns, it is a positive situation coming off of a win at K-State. Zay, I'll ask you the question that I asked Joe Cook earlier in the show. As a fan, you had to sweat through a little bit of that second half, obviously. There was a little bit of that, oh, Lord, not again. When it got to 31-17, I tweeted out, oh, my God, the last time a score broke Twitter like this, it was 28-3. to It was about that Super Bowl and the Falcons and everything. I couldn't believe it was 31-17 again. But it was a little bit of a different circumstance. So oh, it was thirty-one ten. No, but it was thirty-one. Right, it was thirty-one ten. But then it became thirty-one seventeen. Right, right, right. The same score they had in Lubbock. The same score they blew in Stillwater. But they didn't blow this one. They won it, thirty-four twenty-seven. How much confidence are you bringing out of that game into the Saturday night kick against TCU? Still confident. You know, I mean, I wasn't confident last week because I didn't know this team could win a game like this. This team, they made me proud, you know. Even though they had second-half woes, they still were able to get it done in an away environment against the top 15 team and put themselves in situation that what can you, you know, how can you not be proud of being in second right now with your eye on the Big 12 title? Like that that's what you want. Steve Sarkeesian's second year. He finally utilized Bijan Robinson. Again, we'll we're gonna look at the second half all week, especially playing against a team that's really good in the second half coming into town. But would this team have won this type of game last year? Absolutely not. Would they've won the Iowa State game last year? Absolutely not. Nope. So there's growth. 
Yep. You see them growing, and it's just about putting the talent together with the coaching, and sometimes there is a disconnect. Like Clearly, there's an issue with the secondary, whether you say that's injuries, uh, uh, Jalen Gilbo, he's not going to be back for a couple of weeks. That's the issue. You know, Thank goodness Ryan Watts was able to play, and he had a solid game, but that there's still just question marks in that secondary, and hopefully – with Max Duggan and Miller coming into town, hopefully this defensive line, which has carried this defense along with the linebackers, Demarion Overshun and Jalen Ford, hopefully they can start bringing these guys down because the pressure's there. They get pressure on the quarterback, but there's just too many times we saw Adrian Martinez somehow finesse his way out of pressure. There was one play where I swear Byron Murphy hit his arm. Yeah. And somehow Adrian Martinez twerked his body around and made a hell of a throw that was a great down play, the sideline. It's like, what the hell? That, that like how can we not get this guy down? But yeah. that's been that's what we've seen this whole season with this defense. If they could put it all together, how could you not be confident? How could you not be excited about these next three games and what could happen with the rest of the season? Yeah, by the way, the stat that uh, Sark threw out, I double-checked him on it. So he said the last time Texas beat a top-five team at DKR, it was 1999, and he is right. That was Nebraska, number three in the country. Texas wins 24-20. Since then, Zay, there have only been two games – at DKR with a top five team in town. Only, LSU and who else? Not LSU. Not they, LSU. They, not... they were six. Wow. Yeah, they hadn't gotten up to up into the top five yet. There have been a couple of different sixes that came to town. The two fives I found, 06, Ohio State was number one when they awesome came that. in. And uh, they won 24-7. And then TCU, that really good 2014 TCU team, they came to Austin, number five in the country, and they beat Texas 48-10. to That's fun. Not since then, though. So it, I would have never guessed that the last time it was TCU. So you're looking at basically eight years later, TCU comes back around, and they will be number four in the AP. We'll see if they will be top. You assume they would be top four in the new CFP rankings. That will be tomorrow, uh, but that was the last time. So Texas trying to really get a big notch on the belt, win that game, and that would set them up. And you can see it. Just go look at the standings. Texas is sitting in second spot. They have beaten K-State, so they'd win They'd win a matchup there, a head-to-head. They don't need to lose a game because they'd lose a matchup with Oklahoma State if they go head-to-head. So it's just it's went out. You'll give you give TCU a loss, even if they kept winning. It'd be TCU and you in that title game. It'd be a rematch. And then once you beat Baylor, you're going to hand Baylor their third loss at least if you can beat them in the final game of the year. Yeah, and think about what this game means for Gary Patterson. Because if you're Gary Patterson, you know, you're a little bit salty with what TCU's doing right now. Like, yeah, you know, you've put your stamp on the program. Hell, they have a damn statue of you. But Sonny Dykes came into a pretty good situation, picking up a lot of players that Mm -hmm. you recruited, that you developed. Hell, it's like seeing your ex-girlfriend with a new man, and this dude looks like Jalen Hurts. Like, you don't like that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see their ex living a better life with their new dude. And Gary Patterson has to see that. Hopefully this 
Texas defense and the whole team could take pride in that and use that as fuel because, you know, you don't, I think Gary Patterson has definitely helped Pete Kwiatkowski and this defense because we've seen how good they've been this year. Just little things on, you know, helping the ball club, helping Steve Sarkeesian and et cetera. So hopefully, you know, they can bring their A game because on the other side, TCU, they're probably thinking, you're a traitor. What the hell, coach? You go to them all the times that you were pumping us up and saying that, you know, these are the, this is the team that didn't recruit you. Right. You know Gary Patterson said that oh, yeah. more than once. So, and then you leave for them. So they they have a you know a lot of petty stuff to play for too down in Fort Worth. It should be a hell of a game Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, again, game day is coming to town, and uh, it is a big one for the Longhorns. So we've hit that today. Also, big congrats to the Astros. They get the win. Somebody texted us when Mattress Mac walked through the concourse at Minute Maid before Game Six. The crowd was going crazy. It was pretty cool. Mattress Mac wins seventy five million dollars. Don't lose it soon. Largest. Don't lose a soon. He can't help himself. You know he's going to bet on something else. Largest individual betting win ever. Damn. In like the I think the history of American betting. Uh, I don't know about the world, but the history of I think U.S. U.S. Uh, sports books. So Astros get that second all important second World Series title. We talked about it earlier. Only the fourth team since 1980 to have two in six years. Back to back Toronto. Three, the three peat for the Yankees. Boston had a couple of like two and six with a four oh four oh seven and that thirteen and eighteen run of theirs. Now the Astros have seventeen and twenty two, and let's see what happens next because they do have young talent. Jeremy Pena, congrats on that MVP. I couldn't. Framber Valdez was going to have to be unbelievable to me to take away that MVP. I thought it was Pena's. All the way. The kid was amazing. Yeah, just clutch hitting, him being so young, stepping into Carlos Correa's position. And you like you said, Chad, he's better. Like with what he showed, his field work and playing the shortstop position, one of the most important positions in all of baseball. You have a lot of bright lights and eyes on you. And, and man, did he perform just hey, just cool, even kill. And, yeah, shout out to Dusty Baker for him finally getting that monkey off his back definitely happy for him and now you could call the astros a dynasty mm-hmm. it depends on who you are we know we got those petty ones out there to say oh they check the trash cans and the mics and all that stuff but can't take this one away from them no that again there's a there's a, a legitimacy to this title on a lot of levels and one of them is that you can have that dynasty discussion you can have that kind of talk that you couldn't have with that you know Atlanta Braves team that had the run of all those division championships they were a divisional dynasty they were an <laughs> NL dynasty but they were not ultimately a world championship dynasty cuz they just won one and they didn't uh, find either before that 95 or after that 95. They couldn't find another one to hook onto it. The Astros have done that now. So hopefully all the Astros fans are going to enjoy that parade today. The Astros will. Dusty Baker getting all the love from the baseball world coming out of it. Last time I can remember a coach getting this kind of treatment and this kind of good feeling coming out of it, maybe Tony Dungy when the Colts won. Hmm. Like, I felt that kind of love for him. People were so happy where he had built up everything in Tampa, but he didn't get to ultimately be the coach of the championship team. Then he goes to the Colts, and they win, and there was that kind of love for him. Dusty Baker is beloved in baseball. 
I was talking to a friend last night. I had forgotten that he had actually won one as a player early 80s with the Dodgers. He's won a title as a player. It's just that he had coached more games than anybody ever in managerial history without winning a title, over 2,000 of them. And now he's off that list. Now that somebody in Buckshow Walter are that list. Yeah, Unc finally got him one. And it's funny when he, you know, was asked about it, he was like, well, I mean, if you coach as long as I coach, you're bound to win one. It was just a matter of time. I didn't really worry about it. And yeah, he's already thinking about next year and repeating with these guys because he knows how good of a lineup and pitching staff slash rotation that they have in the H. Yep. You can't forget about the Astros in 2023, certainly. Vegas says they have the second-best odds to win the world title after the Dodgers. See the year Astros? You already have a chip on your shoulder for 2023. All right, coming up, why today matters. Had a nice, uh, scrumptious national day yesterday. Got some birthdays to hit, and we got great texts coming in on the Specs text line, 337-3776, and not all of them are making fun of my Aggies today. Most of them are, but not all of them are. Some of them are actually talking about the Longhorns and some other stuff. We'll get to some, uh, we'll maybe get to all of it on the horn. Hey, this is radio station WSKEE. We're taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six form father. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leo. She could don't know. Oh, this is a catchy little tune right here. Does this song have respect at all in the rap world? Kinda. Kind of? Yeah. Okay, so. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly miss this, and I heard him spell it out here. I know it, it's right there in the song. Is it like, is it DJ Scree or Screw? screw not Screw. But not, it definitely. Ain't screw. No, no, no. But is it Scree or something like that? Is that Skilo? Skilo. That's what it is. Okay. Ski. All right. Had that wrong. Skilo. <laughs> My bad. I told you I was gonna miss it. Yeah. What year? Um, what year are we talking about here? Nineties. This is nineties. Yeah. Ski low. All right. Felt like he was a one hit wonder. I was. Yeah, I would imagine this probably qualifies by the one hit wonder definition. I like it's a t- it's one top twenty hit and that's it. You only have one in the top twenty ever. I mean, in rap, you have to talk about how cool you are, not how you wish you were cool. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so I mean. The greatest rap song ever. I wish I was cool. No, no, no. You can't do that. Can't do that. All right, so Skilo, Quiet Riot, Blues Traveler, Madonna, and Twisted Sister have all been on the show today. There's a lot going on today. Uh, Obviously, the Longhorn victory over K-State, Astros winning the World Series. We've talked about all that. Got a busy week coming up with Texas and TCU. Somebody texted us a really good win for the Horns, but a big Nicki Minaj, Lizzo, but oh, there you go, listeners to Ball Don't Lie with uh, Rod and Harge. Rod does like to talk about those big butts sometime. Nicki Minaj, Lizzo, but I'm really concerned with our linebackers' ability to cover and to play assignment football. Yeah, Jalen Ford got hit nasty by Deuce Vaughn on that first touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was that was rough. Yeah, no, he did. He ended up just kind of trailing that play <laughs> like he was his photographer. That yeah. was that was rough. You're right. Yeah, then Jameer Johnson and Michael Taff 
something happened on that Cade Warner touchdown in the middle field off that deep post. There was some lack of communication there because Jameer Johnson, he thought that Michael Taft was supposed to stay, but another wide receiver went out to that corner of the end zone. So Taft went with him, Mm. and then, yeah, it was too late. Cade Warner wide open. Adrian Martinez threw it on the money. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely things that this team has to clean up, and hopefully, you know, I'm not – saying that I want this guy injured, but Quentin Johnston being the best receiver in the Big 12, him being a little gimpy, hey, got to be healthy this time of the year. And if he isn't 100%, we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah, you take it. You don't wish for it. No, absolutely not. But, hey, we got guys hurt too. Yeah, Jalen Gilbo, who knows when he'll be back. Sark said he definitely won't be back for this game, which that causes a lot of just question marks in that secondary because PK and they're moving guys around like crazy. So hopefully they can find something consistent going into this game. But you stop Miller and Max Duggan, which I think this defensive line can do. They've been really good at stopping the run. Then you give yourself a chance. Whew, Miller is so good. So he is good. good. He's good. Texas yeah. is going to be re- one way or the other. Texas is going to be really happy they get this game at home. Because if you've watched those games in Fort Worth, man, TCU just figures out a way to get those home wins. By the way, shout out to the uh, listener, uh, our man Daryl, who reminded me we were going over the top five times uh, somebody's a top five team has come to DKR we mentioned last time Texas won the game was 99 over Nebraska Ohio State was number one in 06 TCU was number five in 2014 and obviously Bama this year I didn't say that earlier but Bama this season was number one when they came in and Texas lost it 20 to 19 so thank you for mentioning that there have been three games since Texas has beaten a top five where a top five team has come to DKR Uh, so that will happen again coming up on Saturday Um, yeah and it was (laughs) there was there was a lot of uh, I thought a lot of uh, good you know ingredients to that game uh, on Saturday night for Texas against K State just a little bit you saw a little bit of that I don't know what's let down. Sarkeesian today, Zay is calling it they what how do you say it? It's the self-inflicted wounds. They start hurting themselves is kind of his claim of what he's watching in that third quarter when it goes wrong. The mistakes, the little penalties that that will kind of nag at you. And it's almost like that'll start and then his play calling gets affected by that. Yeah, like there was one play, especially False start. Okay, cool. Now it's first and 15. I don't know Quinn Ewer's percentage for passes over 30 yards. It ain't good. The only pass I remember that's a deep shot that he connected on was the pass right before he got injured by Dallas Turner in Alabama to Xavier Wordy on the sideline, yep. and Quinn Ewers got hyped. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I remember in passes like over 30 yards, those deep shots. So when you get in those first and 15s, and then they go for a deep shot. Yeah, and why, it why still, doesn't connect. Why, yeah, why are we doing that? Why and still then, run the play? And then you yeah. know the next play on second and 15 is going to be a run. So now that's like maybe two yards. If that, you're sitting at third and 13 and you're in bad situations. Instead, why don't you just slowly move the ball down the field, whether that's a five-yard pass? Cool. Now it's second and 10. Another five-yard pass. 
Now it's three and five. You're putting yourself in better situations right. where you could go back to that first half play calling where things were maybe working. But once they started putting like nine guys in the box in the second half, plus those self-inflicted uh, wounds, you know, it, it's just the, the the play calling doesn't make sense. Like that, that those types of things, you're just shaking your head like Stark. You're too good to be making things harder for yourself slash the team. Like, why Why are we throwing it down the field on first and 15? Like, I get it. You love to do that. That's what you make your money on. But you got to know and have a feel for the game that these shots aren't working. Let's dumb it down a little bit. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I, I didn't understand that at all. By the way, somebody texted in. Anybody know when the team walks in on Bevo Boulevard? Yes, 4 o'clock, two and a half hours before kick usually. So Bevo 3.30, team about four is going to be uh, the best guess for this weekend. Um, yeah, I, like one of the things I really liked in this game that I'd like to see more of, right at the beginning, that third down conversion, I didn't love that first play call taking the shot to Jatavian Sanders, but that little drag route to Sanders where you're sending two guys out and then you just drag him across kind of a sh- in a shallow area like they've done with Xavier Worthy throughout the season. I like the way Quinn throws that pass. I like the way it sets up, and it usually gets them what they're looking for. It gets them the yardage. It gets them a first down. So I'm with you. Um, when you immediately, if you were going to take a shot on first and 10, you probably do need to double-think it if you get yourself into a 1st and 20 or a 1st and 15 situation. Do you still want to take that shot? Do you still want to be that aggressive? That's something they may want to you know, ultimately look at in those third quarters. This is going to be a wild game in terms of the, the ebbs and flows of it because we know what TCU can do in terms of a start. I double-checked their last few games. Last five games for TCU, they trailed Tech by four. One by ten. Trailed West Virginia by seven. One by ten. Trailed K-State by 18. One by ten. Trailed Oklahoma State by 17. (laughs) One by three. Trailed Kansas by seven and one by seven. And then early in the season, they trailed Colorado early by three and one by 25. So they have trailed in six of the games they've played. Yeah, they don't give up. They don't – yeah. So at some point, if you're Texas – you got to be thinking about, can you get off to a really good, fast start? Can you do what you did in Manhattan here? You put a full three touchdowns on them. At their place, you're telling them, hey, you got to go three full trips. And ultimately, they couldn't do it. They couldn't go three full touchdown trips to catch you. Texas not only held a double-digit lead, they didn't give up the lead, if you think about it. Because it went from, once they got to 21-10... They kept building 31-10, and yeah, it got scary at 31-24, but they never got they never gave up the lead. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Just getting the dub, coming out of Manhattan with a victory, and going through adversity. I mean, Roshan Johnson, he was at the fullback position, gets the fourth down conversion, and then he gets stripped. Like that's brutal. And that could be for your leader to have that happen to him. You know, that could have swung the game in the wrong way. And then Xavier Worthy early in the second half, like he doesn't fumble much and he had that really nice catch and then perfect shot on the ball, helmet to ball. That pops out. So they turned the ball over and went through adversity and still was able to get the dub. And, you know, you got to be proud of this team for going through that because I don't think we've seen that in previous years. All right, real quick before a break here, let's squeeze in a why today matters. We'll give you a couple reasons why it definitely matters if you're a Longhorn fan. Here we go. 
Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, let's make it all Longhorn related here. Uh, if you missed it, these recruiting updates, Colton Vosick does not, has wiped the OU commit part off of his social media, hasn't officially decommitted yet, I don't believe, but Longhorn fans are excited about that. Plus, he may be coming to the TCU game this weekend. Anthony Hill also reportedly is going to the TCU game this weekend. The linebacker out of Denton Ryan has officially decommitted from AM. Also, Texas Kansas, a six day window announcement on that game. So we'll know the kick time this weekend. And why does today matter for a former Longhorn? Sam Ellinger found out today that his head coach got fired. Frank Reich is out in See ya, Frank. Indy. Sam Ellinger, what a weird way to start his time as a starting quarterback. And did you hear who the interim coach is? I thought this was a joke when I saw it. Jeff freaking Saturday. They went and got the guy from, I mean, he's not just the guy from ESPN. He's obviously Peyton Manning's center. He's a legend, but really? Yo, I heard his track record of coaching high school football ain't the best either. Wow. So to just jump ship, like, has he even been in the locker room? I don't know. Can we have a guy that's been in the trenches with us every day at least? Like, you don't have to fire the whole staff oh already. God, who's the damn, Jim? Who is on that staff that's so horrible that you had to go to Jeff Saturday? Really, Ursay? Hey, with the way that offensive line look, my man Sam Ellinger sacked nine-something times. Hey, maybe Ursay's like, we need, we need Jeff we need Saturday. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. We need an offensive right, lineman maybe. as the head coach because our offensive line is that bad. And this is Sam Ellinger. Uh, the guy's pretty athletic. If he's getting trapped and can't get out of situations, like we know Bill Belichick's a good coach. We know how he is with young guys. But come on, nine times, man. Yeah. That's bogus. That's crazy. All right. Also, uh, yesterday was National Nachos Day. Hope you got to enjoy some nachos over the weekend. Today, it's bittersweet chocolate with almonds. So go ahead and have yourself a little food if you like. Up next, we'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here, setting you up for Monday night football and a little Monday night basketball at the Moody Center, Texas men's schedule the regular season schedule gets going tonight we will tell you all about it next on the horn when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply goodness show started with some excitement we're ending it that way too look out now wait a waterbed reference yeah waterbed reference nice that is fantastic all right who is it zay 112 anywhere 112 
Yeah, right. I was singing this song at like 10 years old. I had no idea what I was singing. <laughs> now I'm like, man, these dudes were out here. Isn't that great in music when years later you find out, oh, God, that's what that song's about? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I remember about five years, about five years after Little Red Corvette by Prince came out. And I started going back through those lyrics like, oh, 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 I see. Okay, I see what you're doing there. I got you. Yeah. All right, so a little 112 to finish us off today. Ski Low, Quiet Riot, Blues Traveler, Madonna, Twisted Sister. It's all been a part of it. Again, congrats to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame folks over the weekend. Somebody was asking about, come on, Chad, how could you miss Dolly? I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't miss Dolly. They didn't air it, did they? They don't air it till later, right? It didn't air live, did it? I don't think they ever run that thing live. If it did, please tell me where to go find it. I want to see it. Uh, I want to see Dolly Parton and uh, Rob Halford singing on a stage together. That'll that'll freak me out. And apparently the Eminem thing was incredible because Eminem just kept kept performing songs and these incredible guests kept showing up to help. So he did the song where he sampled Dream On by Aerosmith and Steven Tyler showed up. Oh, that's cool. And helped him out. And then it was, what did I hear? This is a weird idea. Instead of Dido showing up to do her parts in Stan, it was like Ed Sheeran showed up to do it. Huh. And then there was another one. I can't recall what it is right now. There's an, There was another guest that jumped out, and then they said it was really, really good. But it was like that was like kind of half the performance. Eminem's always great. You're expecting that. But then just to have those people literally show up in the flesh – and not just have it play, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Eminem has classics, man. So have all those people come out, that's pretty monumental. And shout out to M, representing hip-hop in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Eminem in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, that's, a, that's a heck of a diverse night when you have Eminem, Dolly Parton, Judas Priest, and Duran Duran. We're all a part of the same night. All right, stems and seeds for you, brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I'm seeing here Jerry Hamilton of On3 is now predicting, uh, his new prediction that Anthony Hill will end up at Texas. He has <laughs> he has decommitted from A&M and is scheduled to be at the TCU game. Colton Vosick no longer says OU commit on his social media, and he's supposed to be at the TCU game. This game's getting bigger by the seconds, eh? That's what I'm talking about baby game day is gonna be here the horns have a chance to put themselves in jerry world gotta counter on these opportunities all right zay before we get out of here somebody says zay you would know best tonight does texas blow out utep by 23 they're asking specifically yes yes i don't know what utep brings to the table but that means texas should blast them you say lay the points lay the points lay those points all right texas and utep tonight 7 30 pregame 8 o'clock on the tip. Uh, we'll have Soccer Matters for you. Shortened version, 7 to 7.30 with Glenn right before that. Of course, Ball Don't Lie is coming up next. Texas basketball tonight. We'll be back uh, tomorrow for a Tuesday show and continue to get you set up for Texas and TCU. Have a good one. See ya. Oh, I was talking yeah, to that off. music. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. So I had a little extra time. Terribly sorry. Shout out to Dicker the Kicker. Oh, hey, yeah. Dicker the Kicker. And for a team I can actually root for him. The kicker. I didn't care about the Eagles one, but I like the Chargers one. Yeah, F the Eagles for cutting him. Now he's just going to go on and make game-winning kicks for other teams. You think those guys that were picking him up thought, hey, what's his name? I don't even know. <laughs> I think somebody said Dicker. Dicker. Oh, Dicker the Kicker. That's Oh, the kid from – is that who you – did you go to Texas? <laughs>
Hey, that's a big game this weekend they got. That's a big win they got. All right, Dicker. Uh, Habit, have him didn't know who he was. Yeah, two game-winning kicks this year. Good for him, man. I saw Michael Dixon hit a couple punts yesterday for Seattle, too. That dude is still a machine. Yeah. God, he is incredible. Uh, Seahawks still rolling. You know what? Texas punter. Trejo had another good day. Good for him, too. I've talked too much. See ya.